The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. I am Joel Mahalik here in the studios and right across studios. Like this is something <laughs> like big, we have more than like one. Big fanfare going on here across the desk from the lovely Sharon. Hi, lovely Sharon. Hi. You're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed today. I am. Not, not so much, though, right? No, I, no, I really am now. Like, if you talked to me an hour ago, I was, that's was watching the inside of my eyelids. That's where the not-so-much comes in at. Right. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back. I know we haven't been here in a couple weeks uh, you know, with uh, other things to do, and uh, so we had to take a quick pause, but we're back. And uh, last week, we did air in our absence, uh, an older show. It's a, it was a tribute to 9-11. Uh, you know, and so for those of you that uh, may not be aware, and I cannot imagine anyone on this planet is not aware uh, that this last weekend was the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attacks in America on September the 11th, 2001. And uh, so that's we took the break last week and put that show up. Um, but in a minute, uh, I want to talk about. Actually, a second. Let me just get the business out of the way. I don't even know why I did that. Right? I I don't either. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so thanks for listening to us. You can catch us on the web at www.jmtalk.net. This is the part that the lovely Sharon really likes. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Stop there. Listen to the show. Subscribe to it. We're on every available player wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, join us on social media, TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. So you can also drop us an email at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. Dot com. Right? Dot com. Right? I was just thinking of that, that <laughs> tune. But I think it was like a GoDaddy jingle it back was, in the 90s. Yes, yes. Dot com. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was um, uh, dot com. Expedia. Expedia. <gasps> dot com. com. Yes, that's what it was. Yes. Anyway. So, uh, one of the things... I that's want, how in sync we are, right, man. Right. It's and, scary. Uh, I'm in sync. You you're know what? You're in so psycho. You ever <laughs> leave me. So... Because remember what you just said. What? That you're psycho? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, one of the things I want to bring up a week after uh, the anniversary is, you know, and it's... <sighs> I've heard this in bits and pieces, but it has become a bigger deal on this 20th anniversary. Um, September 12th was really an important day, September 12th, 2001. Okay. And that was because everyone stopped the bullshit. Yeah. And just, we became, 
the human race, which is what we a lot of times on the show, we say, look, don't be, don't be a dumbass, don't be an ass, don't be don't a jerk, be a hater, don't be racist, don't be, don't be a hater, right. just be a decent human being. Right. And you know what? The greatest impact that came out of the pain of nine eleven was the fact that on starting on nine twelve. We were united. We were united. Yes, there was no race. There was no religion. There was no now. Now, now, there were a dozen or more uh, murders in the forty-five to uh, thirty to forty-five days following, yes. randomly across the nation of Middle Eastern uh, people, and yeah. which was unfair. Right. It was just idiots taking their anger out on somebody over the way they look. Right. Now, I just watched a documentary on... No, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on YouTube. And it was about the man who killed the Middle Eastern guy. Um, He owned a store, uh, like a fat, like a quick mart or something like that. Um, And... The family, and he was caught, and he was, you know, sentenced to death because it happened in Texas. Good. Um, and while awaiting the um, his death, the family, uh, the the one person that he hurt and didn't kill, um, stood up and said, "You know what? I don't believe in an eye for an eye." Oh wow! I don't want him killed. So did he they, did they commute his sentence then to life. Well, what happened? This guy fought with lawyers, with um, activists, everything. Went to the Supreme Court to try and get his this guy's sentence. You know, um, commuted. Switch, commuted over to life. Right, um, and it didn't work. You know, unfortunately, because once you watch this docu-series or whatever it was, um, you really understand the mind frame of the of the guy who did it. Okay. Okay. And how he changed in prison. And it wasn't like a, I changed. No, it wasn't like that. It was a sincere change. Right. You know, and he admits to how much of a dumbass he was back then. You know what I mean? Um, Did and he- and didn't think he deserved to have one of his victims rally to commute his sentence. Oh, wow. He didn't think he deserved that. He didn't think that, I mean, he accepted his death, you know? Right. So I just... Uh, I didn't mean to um, break off and talk about this, mm-hmm. you know, but um, yeah, yeah. I just thought that that was a. I forget the name of the um, of the series, the the documentary. So you strung everyone along, and you don't know the name of the series. I know, right? <laughs> I have to look it up. Can I look it up? You Thank can, you. Uh, well, as long as you don't make noise on this, because these uh, devices well, interfere with the recording. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let me see. Um, so circling back to where I was. Yes, um, I'm sorry. So aside from those inst- uh, those cases, which were it were wrong again, um, because these people were were murdered based on 
who they thought they were. Right. We knew we were dealing with uh, terrorists who who had a chip on their shoulder about the West mm-hmm. and a certain sect. You can't. You know, it's like anything else. You don't point at someone because of their color or region or where they came from and say, "Well, you must be one of them." And that's what happened. It happened back in World War Two as all, well. Yeah, right. It, it happens did. all the time. I know. And it's happening again in certain pockets. And that's why I said, you know, that Abs- September twelfth. I agree. Everything, all that was gone with the exception of these remote cases. Yeah. It was all gone. We were, there was no race. There was no religion. There was no, you know, everyone was together in solidarity. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it, and and. So I'm glad it was said, and in fact, I like the introduction to NFL football this year. They did a piece mm-hmm. um, about September 12th, and it was narrated by Steve Buscemi, who I don't know if you know this was a was a firefighter in New York City um, for a while. Now I don't remember if it was during the attacks, but he was there on September 11th and he was digging in with the firefighters okay. I don't know if he was active at the time or because I think it was before his acting career but he went down there and was working with them hand in hand and that right. and that reminded me of other things mm-hmm. that we that we could be proud of like you know like, you know you and I as former firefighters volunteer firefighters um, we we know people who went there to help because firefighters were taking leaves from their jobs volunteer firefighters from all over the nation to travel in packs i know to come to new york city and help the new york city fire department work that disaster and when you think of the amount of people from different walks of life how just everyone came together to get that done you know all of that was september 12th started on september 12th right and exactly you know and we were all a part of it yeah you know what i mean you and i were a part of it everybody was a part of the september 12th and there feeling. was not a street that you looked down that you did not see american the american flags. flag right. hot flying out there now you have people stomping on it but back then that didn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? Everyone stood behind the flag. And it is sad that it takes something like that. Same thing happened after the attack yeah. on Pearl Harbor. These things happen. But why do they have to happen in pockets? You know? Yeah, why can't it just be... Like, I'm, I'm sitting here. I was thinking of this this morning. And I, I was thinking in my head, um, God damn the cancel culture if they come after you know this event like at some point i fully expect them to be like get over it it was yeah 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 years ago and i wasn't even born so why should i you know what i mean yeah but no. this, this is the kind of mentality oh, that, that is wrong about that that's yeah. that's like saying you know pearl harvard get over it it happened you right. know 100 million years ago get over it right no, so, we won't get over it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, they say, you always hear 9-11-01, never forget. Unfortunately, some people have. Right. And that's what upset me this year, thinking about it. And we've been watching quite a few documentaries about 9-11. And mm-hmm. 20 years later, I still cry watching what happened that day. I know. To this country. And that's it's sad, and it's even sadder to think that people just have forgotten absolutely what was done who did it why they did it and they've forgotten what it's like to just come together and put your hate and your ignorance Mm -hmm. aside and just be 
a decent human being like we talked about so many times yeah, on this show. Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to bring up September 12th. It was because it's it's almost it you know what? I'm not going to say the one is more, it is as important an event because of what it did for our nation and the world as the sorrow and horror that 9/11 caused. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And you know, I just wish you can have that again, but there's been so, in 20 years there's been just so much divide and turmoil in the mm-hmm. social fabric. And I'll tell you, to the, I, I, I've said it before a hundred times. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it right now. I'm telling you right now. As you sit there, everyone on your phones and you're enjoying social media and TikTok, social media and Facebook and TikTok, that is the problem mm-hmm. with what we're talking about. Right. They are the big companies that have divided and continue to divide. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because of... It just look at some of the people. And I, I, like you said to me a couple weeks ago, and I, this is true, it, it, which is weird because when you show me stuff, I go, oh yeah, I saw that, I saw that. Like I see a lot of things that you see, but then I show you stuff, I'm like, no, I didn't see that. Like, so I don't know. I thought maybe because of that interconnection and because you know they spy on us, right. that's why you and I are connected that way where we see each other's videos, but you don't see a lot of the things I do. But I see a lot of these people that are just on there to tell you how you're supposed to think and this is the mm-hmm. way it's going to be and you better prepare for this. And, you know, right. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't know how I got hooked up with that, but I get flooded with those kinds of videos. Right. You know, and um, that's just not the, it's not the, it's not the America that we remember. I, how many times have we heard people say this? Not the America I grew up in. It's and not- that's that's today's America is much different than even the America I grew up in. Right. And things do change. Absolutely. You but, expect them to. And I'm not talking about change and going further and things like that. I'm talking about just people being decent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all. Yep. And that is... No matter what you look like. Right. Exactly. I mean, you have to be a better person than... And you should strive to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Somebody said it once. They said, you know, kids don't know hate. Kids don't know racism. That's true. What happens to these innocent children? Right. Of course, they're taught. They're learned. Everything is learned. And so, you know, you got to go back to... You know, the grown-ups, some bad parenting, maybe mm-hmm. some bad teachers. Or, you know, we okay, we're flooded with conspiracy theories about indoctrination in schools, but we know a little bit it does go on. We've seen news stories where teachers mm-hmm. have been brought to justice over trying to indoctrinate. So we that tells you that it is going. There is some of it going on. But what kind of? I mean, if your child grows up to be that kind of person, it you know a lot of that's on you. Yeah. And you can't blame video games and, and, and TV because, right. because you know, we've been through that. We played those games. We watched those shows. We're okay. Something in between. I didn't. <laughs> I got to tell you, video games came long after I was raised. <laughs> I learned all my violence from playing Pong on the Atari 2600. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but there is something in between. Um, 
those TV shows and the games and the outcome of how that child grows up and acts. So what stands in between those two events? Parents. Yeah. Guardians. Yeah. You are supposed to teach them. Right. And ignoring them and just letting them play these things and come to their own conclusions is not the way to go. Right. So you have to take an interest in your child. Right. So I didn't absolutely. Mean, I didn't mean to burn out the whole segment on you know, oh, nine yeah, twelve, but nine twelve is really important. It uh, is, and and I really I'm I've thought about it we all did. week, and I know we don't talk about what's going to be on the show. No, we don't. I don't know if you like it that way or not, but I do. Nine twelve. Was, I like our show. I like the way it is. All week, nine twelve was going to be the out of the gate. Okay. And uh, I and I, I well to me I figured if it took a whole segment it took a whole segment which it right. did and that's fine. Right. I just wish we could and I know this is wishful thinking. I wish we can go back to, to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I like we recently moved into a na- new neighborhood. Right. And we uh, you know we're not very outgoing socialites. We'd like to be, but we're not. We're boring people. But when we get out, when we are outside, we embrace all of our neighbors. We don't care oh, sure. who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't. We, com- don't. we don't complain about what we you do. We don't judge you. We don't judge. We don't complain about what you do, don't do. And we see you. We have a hello for you. How's it going? What a great. Yeah. And there's a there's a fella across the street and a couple doors, second house in across the street. Mm-hmm. Comes home from work every morning about six thirty, six forty. So uh-huh. he's always walking around outside and he stops and talks with me and Molly every single morning. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We talk about the weather. Mm-hmm. One day he was in the park looking for an eagle that's always around, and he heard it, so he was trying to see where the eagle was. Oh, I mean, wow. you know, so that's how you and I are. And it's like, yeah. why can't more people be like that? I don't understand why more people can't be. Why can't we be like that? You know, and that brings up something else. I don't know how much time we have. <laughs> like less than a minute. <laughs> okay. So then I'll wait for another. You want to put time. it on the other side? Okay. Yeah. Coming up, uh, we have Wombat of the Week. We have a thought coming from the lovely Sharon yeah. after the break. Right. And uh, later on, when I'm all by myself with you and I, uh, got one or two things to talk about that's sort of like they tiptoe into the political thing, but it's still about you and me. And just, um, so I'll cover that stuff later on, because Sharon can't stand that. And uh, it's, 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 not, it's not a political show, but it is things going on in politics that doesn't impact our listeners. And we're always about, Britain talk talking about funny things, weird things, goofy things, stupid yeah, people. And this yeah, is, I agree, but. It's just information you need, and I, okay. I reserved it for that. So anyway, we're going to come back on the other side of this break real quick. And we'll get right to the lovely Sharon's thoughts. Don't go anywhere. Coming right back. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WOM. The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004, between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency. The steam. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've locked myself in my car, and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am, oh my God. ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay, it's, it's just that the windows are rolled up, and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes, oh, my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks, or? Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um. Oh, the shiny thing. Grab the uh, shiny thing. Uh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh my God. Thank you. Okay. Now what is that noise? Oh, that's my door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh my God. You know what? 
Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh my God! Thank you so much, Lone Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything? Else? Lone Star. Always on, because you're always blonde. Welcome back to the show, folks. The Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. If you're keeping track, we're on show number 148. 148. Bingo! Just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> what? We're back uh, on the program, and uh, I don't want her to lose the thought again. So, um, so what was your? You said you had a thought before the. I forget. Are you serious? I really do. Get the hell out of here! Uh, I needed that. Okay. Well, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember what your thought was going to be? I do. What were we talking about? Nine twelve. People I being know, decent. I, neighbors. I know. Nice neighbors. We don't care what you do. Oh, I, I know what I was going to say now. <laughs> See, that's all you got to do. Word association. <laughs> right. Back to you, Sharon. Okay, so what, what drives me absolutely bananas is when I'm driving, especially in here, and I wave at everyone. Right. If I make eye contact with them, hey, how you doing? Yeah. You know? And this is, on, for a couple people, this is what I get. Yeah. Again, well, and you know. that's yeah. me, since you couldn't hear that, <laughs> that was me just turning my head away from... Right. You know, some people can't be bothered, and that's part, and that's part of the point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it bothers me when I'm, I'm an outgoing, friendly person to begin with. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> I'm just playing, and you know it. No, I don't know. Yes, you do Apparently. know. Apparently, so look, our first on air fight. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> but no, it, it just it bothers me when. When I'm being friendly with someone, right, and they are um, oblivious, they don't care. Yeah, and I get it. Not everybody's going to care. I I get that. I know that. But at least you know, even if you don't care, flip me the birds. Well, do something. All you can really do is continue doing with what you're doing because you're making. Whether they acknowledge or don't acknowledge or do what they do, the th- those little things still work to achieve making the world that. a better I, place. I know that. I so get that. Uh, what I'm saying is, you shouldn't be discouraged by I'm someone not, else's. I'm not. You know, I didn't say I was discouraged. I, I mean, said um, it bothers. You me. remember some time ago after moving here, and we and I said on the show about I was uh, I was coming down our street, and there was a car in the middle of the road coming the other way and I had to get over to I was pr- I had to move over because they kept moving towards my side I was practically getting ready to crash up against every car on the right hand side yeah. and as they passed me almost crashing against my truck they're giving me the look like I'm the problem wow dude you're on your phone and driving all over the yeah. street I'm <laughs> right? certainly not the problem no you know what I mean you right. can't do anything about those people I know. But you have to hope that you're putting some sort of positive something into everyone that does acknowledge you for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You never know when a I'm wave... I'm not going to not do it. Yeah, you never know because... when a wave or holding a door is going to change somebody's life exactly. that day. Exactly. Exactly. You know, what if you're going into the wild? That's, that, you know... Think of it this way. I know this This is... Just listen to this, folks. You're at a Wawa, 7-Eleven, you know, whatever store you have in your area that's your regional favorite. Sheets is another one I can think of. Piggly Wiggly. But, <laughs> and you open up 
and you open the door, you're coming out, you hold it for somebody. And that person... And and they were having a bad day. What if that person was thinking, why go on? I'm going to off myself. I know that's extreme, but listen to me. That's morbid. But that little act of kindness changed the outlook of that person 180 degrees. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? No, I get it. I'm, and I will not stop being me. Right. There I you go. I won't. There you go. I, um, you know, I am me. And if you don't like it, don't look at me. Right. There, there you, you go. go. All right. Good thought. There you good go. Good thought. And important to tag on to what we were talking about because just be a good person. I know. Imagine how beautiful the world would be. <laughs> right. If everybody was just a good person. Exactly. Okay, so, um, dot, 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 dot. Wombat of the week or just some other silliness before that? What do you want to do first? I got a, I got one of each. Wombat. Okay, we're doing a wombat. So, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time at work and with clients and in our family saying, watch out for this, watch out for that. Be careful. They're disguising websites that look just like the real thing. Yeah, They're disguising yeah. antivirus sites that look like the real thing. Smugglers recently made a phony Border Patrol car. They made a phony Border Patrol vehicle and a driver in a fake uniform during a smuggling attempt and got caught at the Arizona-Mexico border. So apparently uh, they took the driver and 10 immigrants into custody. They were posing as Border Patrol, taking people into custody when they were really bringing Mexican... <clears throat> smuggling them smuggling across Mexicans the border into the United States. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. Uh, oh my goodness! Look at that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the interim chief patrol agent of the border patrol's Tuscan sector, John Moden, tweeted out and shared a photo of the photo of the vehicle, and there it is. It says, uh, "This is not a border patrol vehicle." See, now, I would not have known that. And that's, isn't that the key when I I talk about cybersecurity? Isn't that the key? You don't know. Well, this looks good to me. Right. I'm unsuspecting. That looks like a Border Patrol Mm -hmm. vehicle to me. Mm -hmm. And so, just like cyber criminals will go to any extreme to make you believe, apparently they will now go to any extreme to get these people smuggled in. An unsuspecting person would look at that as a U.S. Customs and Border Patrol vehicle transporting prisoners. Right. (laughs) And there were 10 of them in there. The driver was also wearing a fake Border Patrol uniform. Uh, The incident contributed to a spike in immigrant encounters that authorities have witnessed this year. That's a fact. Immigrant, they're having a real problem at the southern border that's not being addressed by the current administration. Uh, nearly 213,000 migrants were encountered at the southern border in July, which is a 13% increase over the already massive 188,000 migrant encounters in June. Wow. That's over 300,000 people in two months encountered at the border, not coming in through legal ways. Right. And that doesn't say much for Mexico. We don't have a problem at the southern border, thank Christ. Right. Anyway. We're going to have an E on this show, aren't we? I know. A big fat E for explicit. Yep. So, um, anyway, last Wednesday, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, who is a Republican, and that shouldn't matter, but the paper says it does, uh, announced that he's going to be keeping National Guard members at the U.S.-Mexico border. 
uh, for another year. So hopefully that'll help. The Border Patrol, for the problems they're having, the Border Patrol is severely understaffed Yeah. on this issue. Apparently. Apparently. 13% increase over June. From June to July, yes. That's crazy. That is crazy. So moving on to the Wombat of the Week, which we do every each and every week here. And if you want to get involved in the Wombat of the Week, you can do that if you want. Simply send a link to a, verif- a verifiable news story. If stupid people doing stupid things, and we will be sure to put it in the run. And we had to verify it. We have to verify it. Sure. We uh, couldn't put an untrue story. Right, because there's plenty of that going on. So we right? have to make sure it's correct. Yeah. So send it on over to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. What's the matter? Nothing. I was just looking up at that light and how whoever painted the ceiling just got, like, didn't even care. Just got paint all over the light. You can also send it to us across <laughs> Facebook at JM Talk in a DM or a PM or whatever they call that. And uh, it will get on the list sometimes the list isn't as long now but usually it's very long list of stupid people doing stupid things yeah yeah anyway so i talked earlier about the idiots on social media Mm -hmm. well um there is the term pure blood which if you're a harry potter fan uh, the phrase was popularized in the uh you know uh, f- by villain lord voldemort in the harry potter series now i didn't see the harry potter series so i'm getting my information from the news story um as a way to distinguish between those with a pure wizard ancestry and then everyone else very close drawing lines to hitler's ultimate race or master yeah. race there was the pure-blooded Nazis, Nazi Germans, and everyone else. Please, don't associate Hitler with Harry Potter. Right, I'm just saying. It's it's sort of the same type of draw, different strong. So these TikTokers are calling them, if they're unvaccinated, they're calling themselves purebloods. They want to be referred to as purebloods now. Yeah? Um, And uh, so anyway. So they can be referred to as pureblood idiots. Right. Well, they're referring to themselves as uh, a way to tout their superiority over the Americans who were jabbed. Mm. You and I, we were jabbed. (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe it. Anyway, this new pure blood trend seems to have gotten a big boost from conservative TikTok influencer Lindsay Marie in a post that she shared last week, uh, replete with hashtags like hashtag Harry Potter, hashtag pure blood, and hashtag unvaccinated. Uh, you forgot hashtag you're a moron, hashtag stop, you're not an influencer, hashtag you're an idiot. Hashtag, you're a dumbass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the new pure blood trend scenes we've gotten the booster. Oh, I already said that. Okay. So anyway, she says, from now on, I refuse to be referred to as unvaccinated. She declared, I want everybody to now call me a pure blood. Wow. Okay. Uh, so the video that she made at the time of the press story has racked up 250,000 views. And she's promising her followers that pure blood merchandise is on the way. Uh, wow. Including t-shirts with an image of a lion in Texas says pure blood, unmasked, unvaxxed, unafraid. It should add unsmart. Really? <laughs> I know. So anyway, uh, another reason why you don't listen to social media. Social media. Here's an oxymoron. Social media influencer. There's no such thing. No one on social media should be influencing you to do anything. 
Yeah, exactly. And listen, that that includes the doctors on because you know there's doctors and nurses that go in there and they try to counter this BS. Yeah, with truth. I'm sorry. I feel like you, as much as I enjoy getting the truth, I feel like you're wasting your time. And I also feel like you're sort of not helping. Like I think the idea is to stop these idiots from posting. So by you doing the same thing, is maybe I'm wrong, Sharon? Does that not fuel their fire? I have to fight you on this one. Okay. Fight! (laughs) (laughs) Right? Ding, ding. Um, I know someone who refused. Refused. You're not putting a newborn... You're not putting a baby inside me, like, because they were talking about... That's not true. They're using embryo. I know, but... That's actually false. I know it is, but this is what this person was saying. That's a lie. Anyway... So, um, and ever since a vaccine was introduced, this person was saying this. Mm-hmm. She refused. Mm-hmm. So, then I showed her a doctor on TikTok. Mm-hmm. He was an emergency medicine doctor. Mm-hmm. He explained in layman's terms why um, the va- it's like you get a flu shot. Right. So, when if you do get the flu, it's not as severe That's as right. an unvaccinated person. That is correct. Thank you. Anyway, so he was going on and on explaining how the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting right. COVID. That's amazing. Stop. I'm doing this for a reason. Okay, okay. So anyway. I I don't tell her what we're going to do. Okay. And then she's not Okay, so anyway, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, And um, saying that if you do get COVID, it reduces, you know, the severity of COVID. Mm -hmm. You might just get a cough or a sneeze or a sniffle. Well, you'll get symptoms, but they won't. Well, be, yeah, that, but they won't be severe enough depend, for you to go to the again, hospital. And depending on your right, your uh, underlying conditions. Yes, absolutely. So she ended up getting the vaccine. There you go. Because of that video. Yeah, misinformation. Exactly. There are no babies in it, but I don't want to get into that right now. Right. However, in the third segment, I do have some vaccination news for you, America. So make sure you listen up for that. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to put that out there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I no, no, that's, that, that's keep cutting you off there. That's fine. That's you know that's right in line with this. That, you okay. know, this, but this yeah. is the kind of information this this Lindsay Marie Wombat should yeah. not be spreading this kind of stuff. And you're getting dangerously close to, I don't know. You, you know, it just it really ticks me off these the people that are unvaccinated listen i don't care whether you get it or not right that's your choice we have our shot it was our choice we feel protected we had no problems from it that's the thing like you know it took us a while to we were on the fence and we had to figure which way we were going to teeter and a lot of that came from misinformation that we were hearing absolutely so when we finally got it guess what all that stuff that people were telling us on videos didn't happen to us I know. Our arms didn't fall off. Right. I didn't, like, every time I walk through the kitchen, I don't get slammed up against the refrigerator because I have a magnet in my arm. Like, right. none of this stuff happened, which is amazing. So, um, misinformation. And, uh, you know, so I I wish there was just a way that these people could stop with the misinformation videos. Somebody's at the door, it says. Would you like to go into the door and I'll wrap this up? Yes. Okay. All right. Is it 
Is it our expected people? I'm not. No. Oh, I thought it said someone was at the door. No, it said reminder, shock the pool. I'm an idiot. And you did that an hour ago. I know, I so, did. All right, well, you're ahead of the game. I am. Okay, so... Um, I'm balls like that. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's see. We got a couple a couple quick minutes. There's one more thing I have to get to. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, as you normally do, get me into these... Flipping shows that you got me into, and you got me into the circle a year and a half ago. Yes, this new social experiment type show. It is really different and unique. It is from your typical Big Brother Survivor or something yes. like that. It's really interesting. It is. They pissed me off this season. <gasps> I right out of the gate. Out of the gate. They're lucky I'm still watching. Oh my god. Well, do you want to? Do you want me to I, say what it was? I, I could. Could you in like two minutes? I, yeah, yes. because you're familiar with the. Per, you're more yes. familiar with the person that I'm mad about than I am. Yes. But go ahead. Okay, so on the see, one of my favorite TikTokers. Her name is Shelly Belly on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Okay, and a mother and a wife and. Um, she kept alluding to the fact that she was going to be on Netflix. She didn't say for what? What show? Nothing. Nothing. She just kept saying she's going to be on Netflix. So when the new season of The Circle started and she was one of the first um, contestants contestants to walk through the door, I was You were really excited. I was super pumped, you know? And with the first eviction... Someone decides that the person who is the evicted had the chance to clone another house guest. Mm-hmm. And they picked her. Right. So these two Bronx girls. Yeah. Uh, sisters, one a singer, one her manager. Yeah. Like decided to clone Shelly Belly. Right. So here... Um, so I can take her over if you want because that's the part that made me mad. Yeah, go ahead. So they cloned her, and then so the next couple of days uh, or day or two in the circle wasn't long. They had to pretty much so there's this convince, fight, convince everyone which Michelle was the real Michelle, the blue one or the orange, and one. they were the blue one, and, and she was the orange one. When they went to vote, it was unanimous. Everyone believed that the fake Michelle. Was the, the real, real Michelle. One. And so I so when I say I'm mad... Oh, my God, I'm running out of time. So when I say I'm mad at the circle, it's because the circle picked a bunch of idiots that can't think. Right. You know? Exactly. I, and she didn't have a chance. Yeah, she really she didn't. She didn't have a chance in there. I never thought... She was the oldest one in there. I never thought until I saw it how impossibly difficult it would be to... Um, have to prove yourself. I know against a and you against do, an identity there, thief. It's a social game. No one sees anyone. It's all done no. over chat. Yes. Anyway, so they made me mad. They're lucky. I'm still with them. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> right. So all right. And that's fine. We're we have arrived at that moment in the program. Oh. Where oh. where you I was having so much fun. Where you say goodbye, Sharon. So say it. Goodbye, Sharon. There we go. The lovely Sharon taking her leave. When I come back after the break, information about the vaccine, information about the IRS, things you need to know, and maybe something special right after the break. Be right back after this. Hi, this is Tara. 
You're listening to my puppy. So don't go anywhere. He'll be way back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Listen on the web, your phone, or your neighbor's internet connection. That wasn't very nice. This is Reality One.
Welcome back to the program, folks. This is the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And uh, the lovely Sharon the lovely Sharon has left us to our own devices. And what you just heard coming out of the break was Dave Diamond uh, and the End of the World from his 2003 self-titled album, available at uh, davediamondmusic.com. Um, and so uh, when I decided to play that track for this program, because you know we were talking about some other things, and we're going to get into a couple things that I think are important for people to know um, uh, from this past week in the news, just to make sure that you have facts and not uh, bloated fiction. But you know, I was thinking of playing that uh, because uh, earlier in the week I heard REM's The End of the World, as we know it, play on the radio, and I was like, well, you know, I can't play that because it's a podcast, but I can play the independent music that I have permission to play. By the way, yes, yeah, censors, if you're listening, I have permission to play the independent music tracks that I play here on the program. So that being said, <laughs> so I was listening to REMs, uh, and you know, it, it occurred to me that the phrase as we know it is such a powerful term, right? The end of the world as we know it. Think about that, as we know it. So in other words, that says, listen, in my perception, in somebody's perception, it feels like the end of the world. It does not mean, all of a sudden it doesn't mean, hey, this is the end of the world. This is biblical end times. This is uh, asteroid coming. No. But for any individual person that uses that phrase, that just simply means the end of the world is as they know it. The way their world was going. Let's say they're on the brink of financial failure. Well, the end of their world as they knew it is coming to an end. It does not necessarily mean end. And I don't know, I've never looked at it that way. I've never read anything about the lyrics, so I don't know if the lyrics already suggest that or if I'm just blowing some people's minds right now. I don't know. I blew my own. This is insane. But, you know, I often wonder, and of course I had this thought too when listening to the song, um, don't you think every generation can say that hey this is well we know a lot of people say you know that's not the america we said it today this is not the america we grew up in this isn't the country i grew up in how many of your parents or grandparents have said this is not what it used to be like this is the end of our world as we know it as i know it the world is over i don't know what you people have to look forward to but it's the end of my world as i know it and i think every generation can say that comfortably it's the end of the world as i know it and so maybe to some people it does feel like the end of the world, but that's why it's so much more important to reach out and show goodwill towards anyone and everyone you can. In any way, it doesn't mean you got to buy something for someone. It doesn't mean that you have to um, you know, give. Sometimes it means just giving a smile or giving a wave because that's a lot of assurance that they otherwise would not have. See what I mean? So anyway, so I felt like playing some music. I wanted you guys to be entertained, and that's a wonderful piece of music. I'll have the link to where you can find out more about Dave. He's an amazing multi-instrument musician, and uh, I want you to go to his website and check him out. All right? So that was also a little sampling and a taste to get the word out. He is still very, very much busy in the music scene, an amazing talent. 
Okay, so anyway, we said that we were going to talk about a couple of things that I feel like are very important for you to, to know. And I guess the first one is, if you haven't heard this week, uh, there has been some uh, some back and forth on the FDA approve, getting approval for the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 booster. Okay, so a panel of advisors to the Food and Drug Administration on Friday recommended against approval of this booster dose for people 16 years and older, 16 to 2 vote against the broad use of the booster against the general population. And, uh, and so if you're not sure, this booster would be given six months after completion of the two-dose immunization regimen. Um, and it's supposed to um, give you a, a boost in shot, especially with the fact that the virus is already mutated. So... 16-2 against broad use, but after a brief intermission following this rejection, FDA officials returned to the meeting with a revised booster question. The panel voted 18-0 in support of the agency authorizing a booster shot of this vaccine for people 65 and older or at high risk of severe COVID-19. So this is important to know. Uh, and for the lovely Sharon and I, we have been waiting to see what was going on with the boosters because because of our underlying conditions, because we've had no adverse effects, uh, effects to the shots on Moderna. We are waiting to hear what is going to happen with the Moderna booster shot. So you need to pay attention to these, these things. You need to come off of TikTok and Facebook and see what other people are saying, what science is saying, because this is very important to know. If you were just getting your uh, news from TikTok influencers, you wouldn't do anything about researching to find out whether you should, shouldn't take the booster if it's available or not available. You have to pay attention to what's going on. You have to, and, yet, and, and yes, sometimes that means you have to put your political beliefs aside. You got to put your party politics aside to make sure you can see through that and get the information that you desperately need. So... Uh, so anyway, the FDA does typically follow the advice of this advisory panel. So, um, they, they and what's important about this is because the Biden administration, I said we were going to tiptoe across the political lines, but only to give you factual news. The Biden administration had been pushing for Americans to get the booster shots. And so this is also kind of a kickback or a kick in the knees to the Biden administration because he has to slow down on his... Uh, his push um, for people to go out and get the booster. You just can't go out and get the booster now. Uh, the advisory committee has only said that it's eligible for older people and people who have severe issues. And this is just Pfizer, okay? The, uh, the latest that I can tell you that I factually know is there's nothing coming for Johnson & Johnson, and I'm waiting to hear more about a Moderna booster shot. So pay attention to this kind of news. It's valuable, valuable stuff. Why did I not bring anything to drink with me? My vocal cords are like sand. So, we're going to get through this, you and I. We're going to get through that. I'm going to get through this. You're just listening. I just, I just may deteriorate into sounding like someone who smokes 17 packs a day by the end of this broadcast. But that's okay, right? <clears throat> so, anyway. Um, now, again, just pay attention to what you need to know and not TikTok influencers. You really shouldn't be influenced by anybody on TikTok for anything without questioning it. Have you ever heard that phrase, question everything? Question everything. 
And especially if you get it from TikTok, question it twice. So sticking with the current administration, um, a story came out on the Daily Wire and other places uh, about uh, the President Biden and the Democrats' $3.5 trillion budget plan, which includes monitoring gross inflows and outflows from Americans' bank accounts, prompting concerns that the federal government would be willfully violating the Fourth Amendment. So, let me give you a little bit of background for the story. The proposal would require banks to report gross inflows and outflows to the IRS, including transactions from Venmo, PayPal, crypto exchanges, and the like, in an effort to fight tax evasion. The IRS would know how much money is in an individual's bank account in a given year, whether the individual earned income on that account, and exactly how much was going in and going out. So Patrick Hedger, who's the vice president of the policy at the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, blasted this idea stating that the IRS is first and foremost a law enforcement agency and the Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures in pursuit of looking for wrongdoing of criminal actions. So I think this is going to run into severe Fourth Amendment headwinds. Um... He also goes on to say that you're going to push more people into small cash transactions. You're going to push more banking offshore, okay? Because the big fish out there that do have sizable assets that are that are eligible for taxation offshore are going to move their money around. <clears throat> so the thing about this is, and this is my take, you know, have you ever heard of the $10,000 thing? Whatever you want to call it. But up until now, the IRS, banks have to report any inflow or outflow that is $10,000 or more into or out of a bank. So 10000 was always the marker. This is saying what they're proposing, which and, and, I, and I don't see this going through, but if it does go through, listen, it's really nothing new because they're doing it now for $10,000. But if, if I don't think it'll go through, but basically that's a lot of accounts to look at when you want to look at everybody of course they say that they're going to like beef up the irs which is scary right so uh a group a group including the american bankers association the bank policy institute and the consumer bankers association formed a group and they they sent a letter to the senate subcommittee on finance saying that this proposal will have real costs not only for government, but also for financial institutions, small businesses, and individual taxpayers. Considering all the existing tax and other compliance reporting responsibilities already borne by the financial services industry, we have serious reservations regarding the efficacy of yet another reporting requirement. Assuming taxpayers have a responsibility to reconcile whether information is provided to them and the IRS by financial institutions, the new reporting structure could create a significant burden on individuals and business Businesses subject to the requirement. Let me talk about that for a second. Um, assuming taxpayers have a responsibility to reconcile whatever information is provided to them and the IRS. Let me explain that for a second. So the lovely Sharon and I ran into a problem a couple years ago where we had um, a substantial loan, uh, school loans write-off for the lovely Sharon. And uh, a year or two after the write-off, that we got a notice from the IRS that our taxes were wrong because uh, of a 1099 from the Department of Education, which we didn't know anything about because we didn't get it. So we got to redo our taxes. 
and um, and then we actually had to get a tax lawyer to help us prove insolvency, which you know, generally speaking, once you pay all of our bills, we are insolvent. We have nothing. So then, like three or four years later, another large sum of money is reported to the IRS from the Department of Education that they did not send us in the 1099 saying more money was written off. And it's like, wait a minute. The amount of money that we had on record that we owed that was written off, that she owed that was written off, was taken care of. Where did you find another $17,000? But the bottom line here is it did not matter. The IRS does not care. The Department of Education does not care. Whether you received the 1099. And then we we, we sent letters of rebuttal against the second write-off charges and basically the IRS said you have to deal with the Department of Education they don't care and uh, you know the Department of Education oh this is an old case we don't care nobody really cares so what they're saying is it is the burden of the of the taxpayer the burden of the business and if the IRS receives, and think about that. That's scary. If the IRS receives something that you didn't receive a copy of, they don't care. Because I really, to this day, I, I we paid the tax, but to this day, I firmly believe that between the IRS and the Department of Education, we were robbed from that second amount of income that they said was out there. You know, it. you can go online and look at your balance of your school loans. I do it all the time. I'm still paying on mine. I'll be paying on mine until my great-great-grandchildren are paying on them. So we know what the total was. And it was about the figure that they wrote off. So basically, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. So they don't care. So again, I, I don't see this going through. I, I, I don't see this going through. But you need to know what's not discussed when you go to try to get reliable news and you and so what you're going to hear is all if you're listening to tiktok influencers all you're going to hear about this is all the negative effects and the people that are telling you that this is going to happen even though it's not i don't think it's going to and it will be a fight but your influencers on tiktok will tell you it it is happening it has happened they already passed it while you were sleeping dreaming of sugar plums and now you better go get canned goods and ammunition because they're going to come after you you have to know the facts and really the fact is if this gets passed and i don't think that measure is going to get passed and i can't even believe that democrats would even suggest such a thing i don't care who you are i would wish that you're a human being first but i don't see that getting passed and I can't believe it was proposed, but you need to know what really is going on. And my feeling is, I don't think it will get passed. I don't. I don't see anybody with a conscience. And maybe Congress doesn't have a conscience, and maybe that's the problem. But I don't see anybody with a conscience saying, "Yeah, let's vote on this unanimously." So that's just craziness. But there you go. A couple things I felt that you needed to know this week, and. Um, and again, you know, sure, I teetered into politics because politicians are making these recommendations, but you need to know. All right. So uh, only if you're 65 or older or you have severe uh, threat of getting COVID and having underlying complications. So you may or may not, in that case, be eligible for the Moderna only booster. So talk to your doctor about it. Don't talk to Dr. TikTok. 
Talk to your doctor about it, all right? I want to thank everybody for joining us on this week's podcast. Remember to go to www.jmtalk.net and subscribe to the podcast. It is available everywhere podcasts are. If a podcast is there, we're there, all right? So also join us on social media, TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Until next time, folks, Jesus, would you please be a good human being? And we'll catch you next time on the Joel Mahalo Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Goodbye. (laughs) 